Chapter Nineteen of Old Old Fairy Tales, Prince Desire and Princess Mignonetta. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. There was once upon a time a king who was passionately fond of a princess, but she could not be married because she was enchanted he went to consult a fairy to ascertain what he ought to do to make the princess love him the fairy said to him you know that the princess has a large cat of which she is very fond well she can marry that person only who can succeed in treading on her cat's tail the prince said to himself that will not be very difficult to accomplish and he quitted the fairy determined rather to crush the cat's tail than to fail in treading on it he hastened to his mistress's palace master puss came to meet him very consequentially as was his wont the king lifted up his foot but when he thought to have put it on the cat's tail puss turned round so quickly that he trod on nothing but the floor he was a week trying to tread on this fatal tail which appeared to be full of quicksilver for it was continually moving but at last the king had the good fortune to surprise master puss one day when he had his head in a jar in which a rat had taken shelter and trod upon his tail with all his weight puss turned mewing horribly and immediately took the shape of a tall man who looking at the prince with eyes full of anger said to him you may now marry the princess since you have dissolved the enchantment which prevented you but i will be revenged you shall have a son who will always be unfortunate until the time when he shall become aware that his nose is too long and if you take any umbrage at what i threaten you you shall immediately be put to death although the king was frightened at the sight of this tall man who was an enchanter he could not help laughing at his threat if my son's nose should be too long he said to himself unless he should be either blind or silly he will certainly be able to see or feel it when the enchanter had disappeared the king went to find the princess who consented to marry him however he did not live long with her for he died eight months after the wedding a month after his death the queen gave birth to a young prince who was called desire he had the finest large blue eyes in the world and a pretty little mouth but his nose was so large that it covered half his face the queen was inconsolable when she saw this large nose but the ladies who were with her told her that the nose was not so large as it appeared to her to be that it was a roman nose and that history averred that all heroes had large noses the queen who loved her son to excess was charmed with this discourse and by dint of continually looking at desire his nose no longer appeared to be so very long the prince was brought up very carefully and as soon as he could speak all kinds of shocking stories were told him of people who had short noses no one was allowed to remain near him whose nose did not a little resemble his own and the courtiers to show their respect to the queen and her son pulled their children's noses several times a day with a view of lengthening them they had however a difficult task for their sons appeared to have hardly any nose at all near prince desires when he became old enough to understand it 
he was instructed in history and whenever any great prince or handsome princess was mentioned to him he or she was always spoken of as having a long nose the room was hung round with pictures in which all the figures had large noses and desire grew so accustomed to regard length of nose as an ornament that he would not for an empire have parted with an atom of his when he had reached the age of twenty it was thought expedient for him to marry and the portraits of various princesses were submitted to him he was in raptures with that of mignonetta the daughter of a great king and heiress to several kingdoms of the kingdoms however desire thought not at all he was so much struck with her beauty the princess mignonetta although he was thus charmed with her had a little turned-up nose which harmonized admirably with her other features but which very much perplexed the courtiers they had acquired such a habit of ridiculing small noses that they sometimes could not forbear laughing at that of the princess but desire would not suffer a jest on this subject and he banished two courtiers from his presence who dared to make insinuations against mignonetta's nose the others warned by their fate were more cautious and there was one who said to the prince that in truth a man could not be pleasing who had not got a large nose but that it was not the same in respect to woman for a wise man who spoke greek had informed him that he had read in an old manuscript that the fair cleopatra had the end of her nose turned up the prince made a magnificent present to the courtier who told him this good news and dispatched ambassadors to demand mignonetta in marriage his proposal was accepted and he was so anxious to see her that he went more than nine miles on the road to meet her but as he was just stepping forward to kiss her hand the enchanter appeared and carried off the princess before his face leaving him quite inconsolable desire resolved never to re-enter his kingdom until he had discovered mignonetta he would not allow any of his courtiers to accompany him and mounting a good horse he laid the bridle on his neck and allowed him to choose his own road the horse presently came to a large plain which we traversed the whole day without seeing a single house both horse and rider were ready to die with hunger at last as night was about to set in they discovered a cave in which a light was burning desire entered and saw a little old woman who appeared to be more than a hundred years old she put on her spectacles to look at the prince but she was a long time adjusting them for her nose was too short the prince and the fairy for it was a fairy burst out laughing as they looked at each other exclaiming simultaneously oh what a comical nose not so comical as yours said desire but madam let us leave our noses as they are and have the goodness to give me something to eat for both i and my poor horse are dying with hunger with all my heart answered the fairy although your nose is ridiculous you are not the less the son of my best friend i loved the king your father like my own brother but he had a very handsome nose and what is there wanting in mine asked desire oh it wants nothing answered the fairy on the contrary there is but too much of it but no matter a man may be very good and yet have too large a nose i was saying then that i was your father's friend 
at that time he frequently came to see me and you must know that in those days i was very pretty your father told me so i must repeat to you a conversation that we had together the last time he saw me very well madam said desire i will listen to you with a great deal of pleasure when i have had my supper consider if you please that i have eaten nothing to-day the poor child is right said the fairy i did not think of that i will prepare your supper and while you are eating i will tell you my history in a few words for i do not like long tales a long tongue is still more insufferable than a large nose and i remember when i was young that i was admired for not being a great talker the queen my mother used frequently to have it mentioned to her for such as you see me i am a great king's daughter my father your father ate when he was hungry said the prince interrupting her yes he did doubtless said the fairy and you also will have your supper in a moment i was merely going to tell you that my father but i will not listen to a word until i have something to eat said the prince growing angry he checked himself however for he wanted something of the fairy and said i know that the pleasure i should take in listening to you would make me forget my own hunger but my horse who will not understand you is in need of some food the compliment made the fairy bridle you shall wait no longer she said to desire calling her domestics you are very polite and in spite of the size of your nose you are very amiable plague take the old woman with my nose said the prince to himself one would have sworn that my mother had stolen what is wanting in hers to make mine with if i were not hungry i would leave this pretapace who fancies that she is a little talker one must be very stupid not to perceive one's own defects that comes of her being born a princess flatterers have spoiled her and persuaded her that she is a little talker while that was passing in the prince's mind the servants laid the table and the prince wondered at the fairy who kept asking them a thousand questions solely to have the pleasure of talking he was especially surprised at a waiting woman who in everything that she saw praised her mistress for her discretion egad thought he as he was eating i am delighted to have found my way here this example demonstrates to me how wisely i have acted in not listening to flatterers who praise us princes very shamelessly concealing our defects from us or representing them to us as perfections but as for me i shall never be their dupe i know my own defects heaven be thanked poor desire quite thought he was right and little imagined that those who had praised his nose had ridiculed it in their hearts as the waiting woman was ridiculing the fairy for the prince observed that she turned her head aside every now and then to laugh with regard to himself he did not say a word but ate away as fast as he could prince said the fairy to him when he began to be satisfied move a little i entreat you your nose makes so large a shadow that it prevents me from seeing what is on my plate by the way with regard to your father i went to his court when he was quite a child but it is forty years since i first retired into this solitude tell me a little how things are going on at court now are the ladies still fond of running about in my time they used to go on the same day to the promenade to the assembly to the theatre to the ball 
but how long your nose is i cannot grow used to it in truth madam answered desire do not say any more about my nose it is as it is and in what does it concern you i am contented with it and do not wish that it was any shorter every one to his taste oh i perceive now that i have hurt your feelings my poor desire said the fairy but i did not intend to do so on the contrary i am your friend and i wish to do you a service but notwithstanding that i cannot help being shocked at your nose i will not however mention it to you again i will even constrain myself to think that you are snub-nosed though in truth there are materials enough in it to make three reasonable noses desire who had finished his supper grew so tired of the fairy's tedious prattle about his nose that he sprang on his horse and rode away from the cavern he continued his journey and wherever he went he thought that everybody was mad for everybody talked about his nose nevertheless he had been so accustomed to hear it asserted that his nose was handsome that he could not reconcile himself to the idea that it was too long the old fairy who wished to do him a service in spite of himself determined to shut up mignonetta in a crystal palace and place this palace in the prince's road desire transported with joy strove to break it but he could not succeed in despair he wished to approach near it so as at least to speak to the princess who on her part stretched her hand close to the crystal wall of the palace he was very anxious to kiss her hand but turn his head which way he would he could not place his mouth near it his nose constantly preventing him he then perceived for the first time its extraordinary length and feeling it all over with his hand i must confess said he that my nose is too large at the moment he pronounced those words the crystal palace vanished and the fairy appeared leading mignonetta by the hand and saying confess that you are greatly obliged to me i vainly wished to speak to you about your nose but you would never have acknowledged its defect unless it had become an obstacle to your wishes in this way self-love conceals from us all of the defects of our minds and bodies in vain reason endeavors to unveil them to us we can never perceive them until the same self-love that blinds us to them finds them to be opposed to its interests desire whose nose had become an ordinary nose profited by this lesson he asked mignonetta to become his wife married her and they became a sincerely attached couple they never parted without grief and the tenderest embraces and in this union of affection they continued till age and death crept on them the happiest of kings and queens End of chapter nineteen